Good afternoon, Wilkes. Hello, Martin. Welcome back. We're having another episode. Another episode. Yes. Are you excited about this one? Oh, very excited. With the rise of everyone loving the new thing called Cameo, we've decided to jump on that and do Cameos, guest stars and featured artists. Yes, we have. Mm, I'm very sweaty today because it is hot outside. It is hot as the sun outside, yes. Here's my guitar. Wilkes, have you got it? Yeah, I've got my guitar. Here it is. Shall we sing? Sing the theme tune. Okay. Different songs to cater your mood. A certain film for how you're feeling. What TV shows to suit your attitude? Situation change. What you find appealing? So we got together and made a podcast. Make a list of different things. And it's called A Playlist for Everything. A Playlist for Everything. A Playlist for Everything. A Playlist for Everything. Has right. your voice got better? Yeah. Have you been taking singing lessons? Uh, I've just got I've got a crystal clear voice. I love it. Sounded a lot better than last week. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so t- today's theme is cameos. That's cameos in a movie, in a TV show, and in a song. Uh, often called guest stars or featuring. How did you find researching this one for our playlist, Martin? Well, I very much enjoyed it. Um, it was it, it's it's a broad one. There's so many out there, but I liked trying to um, put it in a box and come up with a uh, reason why I've picked certain things. How how about you? What, what what do you think? How do you feel your lists have gone? Yeah, I I think I struggled mainly with um, songs, which you will find a bit later, but. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this one. Really did. Shall we crack, crack on, on with movies? Movies. 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 So, with this one, I was trying to be quite strict. I was trying to find that special little nugget for me to pick something. This is what I was looking for. I was looking for a short appearance in a movie that actually had significance on the plot. Ooh. I wanted something that could constitute within our criteria that actually either drove the plot or had a moment that helped define the movie or something like that, which is why I quite enjoy delving okay. into movies like this. I've gone more of a mixture. I've tried to keep away from... Because um, cameos became quite a, a big thing in the sort of... Mainly in the noughties, I think, where mm-hmm. every comedy film would just have cameos in it. Matt Damon's done so many cameos. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Austin Powers films, you know, people were popping up in them. And I've tried to avoid that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I've got a mixture of things. Shall I start off? Wilkes, what's your first movie? Okay, so my first choice, I think, is pretty much the plain sailing choice is Christopher Walken in Pulp Fiction. Right, so he hid it. In one place he knew he could hide something, his ass. Five long years he wore this watch up his ass. Then he died of dysentery. He'd give me the watch. I hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass two years. Yeah. That is a, that, yes. Well, you know, Tarantino does like a cameo. He likes a, an assemble cast and I'm surprised you don't have that one. Oh, I don't. I I deliberately avoided that one because I was worried you might pick it. So. Oh, well, I have. Yes, which is right. Um, I guess correctly. I think what I like about it the most is it... Like, Christopher Walken, I don't know if he has to do um, rehearsal tapes or anything, but he should just send that to any role he's auditioning for because that is Christopher Walken in a nutshell, isn't it? It is. And it's such a famous monologue. Uh, it's just brilliant. It, and it's a wonderful monologue because it 
it gets weirder and weirder as it goes on. Uh, that's one of the things I like about it. It, it. it starts off quite serious, quite that, and then then everyone's favourite part about you know his watch in his ass, <laughs> and then it, it, it ass gets ass, um, and it it just goes. It, it just suddenly takes a left turn. Is it? Um, cause does it meet your? criteria of being um, plot driven really i guess no, it shows it, why he has to get the watch it does cut yeah it, it kind of skirts around that idea and that's why it was very close to being on my on my list it adds depth to bruce willis's um character so yeah, i i think he, i think it would it would it would um be on that list and if i couldn't I couldn't have thought of a couple of others that were uh, skirting this idea then i might have gone with it and we might have both gone oh snap not this time. Good. I think that's a pretty good start. Good so start. who have you got? Okay. Next? I've gone highbrow here and I've gone for something Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. And I've gone for something that fits the only thing I could find that really honestly fits the criteria and that I set myself. So this isn't anyway, this is my criteria. And this is Alec Baldwin in the movie uh, Glengarry Glen Ross. A B C a, always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing, always be closing. And I actually re-watched it recently for this, um, <laughs> for the research for this, because it's a famous film. It's a well-known film. It's a David Mamet play. Um, people talk about it. It's quite highbrow. It's full of stars. Well, you had to re- you had to read it of something, so I've never heard of it. Oh no, no. But I watched the movie as well. I, I, I've I've experienced this movie a couple of times through um, A level sick form, and then I watched a bit in uh, uni, uni um, all about framing a, a good monologue on screen. Now, the, the thing that I've picked, which a lot of people who know this movie might not realise, is Alec Baldwin. That's the only scene he appears in that whole movie. That whole movie, the most famous thing that most people talk about it, other than it being full of, you know, Jack Lemmon, Al Pacino, uh, Kevin Spacey, and a bunch of real stars. And Alec Baldwin turns up, steals the movie... The thing, it, it drives a movie because he sets out the, the effectively the plot that these guys aren't selling enough pro- property and they're losers and he's the big dog. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. And this is Alec Baldwin acting people off the screen in one scene. All the criteria is picked. But yes, so if, if you want someone who just does one scene in the movie and pretty much steals the movie from four of the greatest actors of our generation. Alec Baldwin, Glengarry, Glen Ross. Oh, not bad. So we're sort of similar thinking at the moment so far, aren't we? Yes. Um, <laughs> I s- my next one. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking forward to both it- of our next ones coming out because we, we've both done quite well there and I feel the next ones might be interesting. But tell me. I would... I would eat my own ears <laughs> if you've got if you have this next one. I don't even know why it came to me, okay. but it came to me during the night, and Ooh. I thought I'm going to keep. Oh, what are those coming during the night? Okay, I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to yep. sit back. Tell me your movie. <laughs> I've gone for Tom Jones in Mars Attacks. Hey, that was a hell of a punch. You better get that gun. You're going to need it. I'm Tom Jones. Brian Williams. Hey, I saw you fighting Cardiff Wales once. Yeah? Hey, Barbara. Yeah? You all right? Well, I need a drink. You and me both, baby. We better get out of here. You know how to fly a plane? Sure, you got one? See ya. <laughs> you, no, I was not expecting that. Um, <laughs> explain. It's brilliant, because um, do you remember when Mars Attacks came out? And... Um, I think it was around 96, 95. Yep. And I remember critically it got panned because I think Independence Day sort of came out in the same year and they kind of expected it to be like that. And yeah. they, people weren't too familiar with this sort of B-movie um, B genre being a bit of a spoof. Yeah. Um, but now what, watching Mars Attacks is so funny. And um, Tom Jones, you know, he just turns up in it, which is brilliant. 
And um, normally when you have these sort of cameos in these disaster movies, they normally turn up and die. But he kind of hangs around a bit. And um, that was going to be, be my question. I thought he's in a, quite a bit of it, is he not? He turns up, but he hangs around. He's through... in a bit. He does hang around, but he's not. Um, he's still like less than three minutes of screen time. Okay. Does he? T- does he not turn up with George Foreman or someone, uh, the box uh, boxer as well? Or yeah, he's around. I just love that because they're in Vegas, and then and you kind of sort of expect him for him to die, but he ends up. Um, he happens to fly a plane, which is brilliant. <laughs> he just says, "He goes, I I can fly a plane." <laughs> And he's also when you get these cameos, he's not he's not crowbarred into it either. It makes sense for Tom Jones to be in Vegas. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's it. And I just knew you wouldn't have this one, and it was definitely out of the box thinking. Okay, that it was definitely out of the box thinking. It leads quite nicely into my second choice, which is out of the box thinking. Go on then. I started highbrow. Now I'm going quite lowbrow. Pretty much fits. Almost all the same criteria I apply to Alec Baldwin in Glengarry Glen Ross. I've gone for Meatloaf in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. As Eddie. Very good. Because he is literally in the movie for one song. He comes bursting out of the deep freeze, sings Hot Patootie, and then dies as that song finishes. And that is his bit done. It also drives the plot. It's, it's, it's a real um, significant moment in that movie. And I remember the first time I watched it, it actually shocked me because it all starts off these guys having fun. You assume, yeah, uh, Frankenfurt is weird, but fine, and all this weird stuff going on. But... He literally murders him with an ice pick. It's it's such it's almost a jar, like a, a handbrake turn. And then the only time that he is re- well, he's referenced throughout Eddie because that's what Doctor Scott is looking for because Eddie is his nephew. And then when uh, Frankenfurter feeds the remains of them uh, of Eddie, sorry, to the rest of the party again, another really dark moment in this quite trashy campy thing so the two real dark moments the horror of horror picture show are all revolved around eddie that's a good answer definitely definitely works sam as a cameo although i must say he does he does appear in the other songs in eddie he sings a bit oh yes he does have when uh columbia is singing about him as a flashback moment where he says you you are you are right you are right there is another song there where he does sing a a line but you know (laughs) you've let me have tom jones so (laughs) i would say that meatloaf definitely works there that's a good answer i'm happy with that oh my last one i don't know where i'm gonna go with this actually i do (laughs) This one is a, I, I try to avoid the blink and you miss it and the uncredited mm-hmm. cameos, but I had to put this one in because it really just, it, it surprised me so much when I found out about this. Okay. I've gone for Glenn Close in Hook. Knew you would. I knew this was going to be on your uh, list. <laughs> <laughs> it's like It's crazy that she's playing a pirate. Tell your captain the truth. Oh, say it. Say it. I did. Yes, you made a boo-boo. I did. Mm. I did. The boo box. The boo box. I know, and I just want to say, I feel that this is probably your favourite cameo of all time since you found out who it was, because... You have mentioned it before many a times, and I feel like you're still surprised every time you, it comes up. You're just a bit, it's going close. <laughs> She's playing a man. Just um, in case you're not aware of it, um, Glenn Close is one of the pirates on the Jolly Roger in Hook, the one that goes, Not the boo! <laughs> not the boo! Not the box. boo! Box. <laughs> the one with the beard. With and, the big beard. Oh. <laughs> It is a weird cameo. There's another cameo in that film. I'm sure there is. Uh, I can't recall it right now. Go on. Phil Collins is just in it. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Yes. (laughs) 
in the normal world, right? Yeah, he's police. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I had it down that this would be uh, one of your cameos because it is it is such a bizarre cameo, and you wouldn't know it without someone telling you. There's nothing that gives it away. Yeah. There's no little wink to the audience that, oh, by the way, <laughs> it's, it's just so bizarre. No. There's nothing much more to say about oh, okay. it, really. Um, okay. What's your last one? Okay, my last one. Okay, so here's where I, I, I lose a slight bit of credibility. I need to mention, or not need, I would like to mention the MCU. <sighs> I'm not touching on the Stan Lee cameos, that which are in everyone. Yeah. But they are your traditional cameo. You know who it is. The audience know who it is. He says something funny and he moves on. It's fine. It's nice. It's a nice tribute. Whatever. Get on with I'm talking it. about, I'm going to mention my favorite up until recently cameo because it does what it needs to do to bring this world a bit smaller when it's sometimes a bit big and everyone's all over the place was Falcon in the movie Ant-Man. That little fight. It was the first time they really just threw another superhero into someone else's movie, so a different titled movie, just to give them a mix-up, just to give them a fight, just to give them, make the um, universe not seem so sparse and everyone doing their own things in saving a world. But the one I'm choosing, well, but there's usually not this much talk. and I get there, is at the end, and this is a spoiler, so if you haven't seen it and it's a fairly recent movie, I hate you. It's the appearance of J. Jonah Jameson at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, Played once again by J.K. Simmons. There you have it, folks. Conclusive proof that Spider-Man was responsible for the brutal murder of Mysterio. J.K. Simmons played him in the original Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man trilogy and was probably the one of the best things about that entire trilogy. To bring him into the MCU as the same character, I thought that was fantastic. It, it, it drives the plot because he announces um, to the world who Spider-Man is, so it's really key. That's my um, MCU chat, and I haven't spoken about MCU for a couple of um, episodes, so that's it. Why is it when you mention MCU, you have to like give us the whole background <laughs> of MCU again? Why can't you just go J.K. Simmons and Spider-Man Far From Home because it's good because he was in the original Spider-Man? You have to go because oh, I knew go, you were what? gonna. Did you... you know that it used to be a comic book, and then they had a comic book writer? You don't do that about any other film. You don't need it. Just go. Yeah, it's because he was in one of the old films, isn't that? Because I, I yeah, knew you were good. gonna roll your eyes so much that it caused a minor earthquake in your living room. So I was like, say what I needed to say about the MCU at this point, and then leave it there and move along. <laughs> okay, so that's our movies done. That's our movies. I th I'm no um, joking aside. Pretty, I think good choices from you there. There's a few other notable ones you and I didn't pick. Oh, yeah, I've got some, actually. And I guess some of them were a bit obvious. So one of them that hovered on my list for a little while, I just felt like it was like low-hanging fruit, is Bill Murray in Zombieland. Yeah, I've got that one. It's a great cameo, and it's really good, and it's really funny, but it, we, couldn't, we couldn't add any more to that because no. everyone knows it's a great cameo, if you know what I mean. I've also got David Bowie in Zoolander. Yes. Um, one I was going to go with, but I didn't in the end was um will ferrell in wedding crashes because he might be in it a bit too much in the end but i think the reveal him being the funeral crasher is just brilliant but then that he i think it's slightly more than a cameo but i don't know it could work oh one i did want to have i wanted um alice cooper in wayne's world Yes. But then I think a lot of, you know, musicians, musicians in films, it, it sort of got done to death a bit at the end. So that's sort of why I went with my three. Yeah. TV shows. So now TV guest stars. Now, what were your, was your criteria with this? Ah, uh, this one was, this was less strict, but I wanted to find a good guest star that isn't in a sitcom oh why have you done that because <laughs> it's harder and i just i wanted you to i wanted people again i was trying to think of someone that might influence the plot in a way that only has one episode or or a few episodes if they're guests if they're coming back in two and stuff oh no 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 no! if they're more than one episode then i'm not having them as a guest star oh of course they are a guest star if they're they still remain that's that's well, how it's it not all a works cameo, though, is it? It, no, it's a guest star it's a cameo though a guest star oh, can be like a guest star can be in more than one because they guest but guest it's not appearance. A guest star, it's a cameo. 
It's a cameo. Well, we though, have guest it? stars down. Okay. Well, I I think they can only be in one episode, really, and I've struck a few of them off because they're not. I'm looking for more. Well, I'll tell you what I've avoided. Again, because, you know, guest stars and cameos became very popular in the noughties. I'm avoiding programs like extras okay. and things like that because I think they're doing more than being a guest star. They're kind of like it's a standalone program that features them. So even though I did write down Patrick Stewart in extras, which is probably my favourite one. Yeah. Um, I think that counts and as a guest. And then I've... Do you? See, I've avoided them because I just think it's not quite... It's not my, in my take. It's not a cameo. Okay. You know, I've also stayed away from like recurring characters. But there is a difference between a guest and recurring. It's, it's an actual legal yeah, difference as well when they how they pay them. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yes, but well, I've basically gone with cameos mainly. That's been my my main criteria. Okay. Okay. okay shall you I? Can, start? You can go with your first one, and I will like mix my list up a little bit. I might go backwards. Well, no, you can go with it, and you can go with it, and well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Make your case. We'll see. Go on. If you've got Brendan Fraser in um, <laughs> Scrubs, then I'm not having that. Go on. Okay. So my okay, it, this one was a hard one because you find the same shows usually have the best guest stars and the best cameos. So my first one is going to be Friends with Brad Pitt. Ah, uh, yes. The one with Brad Pitt. Hey! Happy Thanksgiving. Ah, thanks. God, Will, I'm so glad that yeah, you came. Yeah. So I was thinking of a lot of them. There's so many good guest stars in Friends. I also think they use them really, really well. Like um, Robin Williams is in one. That's a great episode. Danny DeVito as the stripper. That's another good one. But the Brad Pitt one was really good. Obviously, he was married to um, Jennifer Aniston at the time, and was. But in the program, he was feel he was part of the um, Rachel Haters group. Yeah, I hate Rachel Club. And it's just a very funny episode. It is a good episode. Yeah, it might not be the best guest star ever, but I think it. It's a good example of how to use a guest star and Friends was very, was very good at it. Yes. I, I've got nothing wrong with it. It, it, it it's a sound choice. It, it fits your criteria exactly. It is a good episode. It's up there in, in the top ten episodes of Friends probably around there. It's good. I it's it's just it's just it's just there, isn't it though? It's just it's just quite an easy pick. <laughs> go on then, what you got then? You've overthought this. I'm going to go with my one that fits my original where I was trying to pick something that's not a comedy. So my first one I'm going to pick is Ian McShane as Brother Ray in Game of Thrones. In all my days, I've never seen a man swing an axe like that. So he... Yeah, he turns yeah, up for good. one episode. This was an episode when they come back. So it's a series seven, episode six. And he reintroduces the hound that we thought had been dead for this point when um, he was left to die by Arya at the end of the previous series. He's Ian McShane. He he carries a lot of gravitas in these kind of roles anyway. It's his very, it's his very like nice uncle or redeeming father kind of role where he, he teaches um, compassion and empathy to the hound, which is obviously a significant character throughout a Game of Thrones. So it fits my criteria. It's one episode, but yeah, he, he does make that significant um, contribution to that one episode he was in. Yeah, that's a good answer. That was a good standalone episode, yeah. So he didn't go with... Um, Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran. Nope. Nope, I did not. Because uh, Ed Sheeran's cameo, it, it felt like they plonked someone there to just gurn at the camera. I think a lot of people can appreciate that that wasn't very good. And I thought some of their best cameos were the ones you didn't even know. So, you know, when they stuck in people from bands, you know, Sigur Ross and people like that. Snow Patrol, Coldplay. Yeah. So, what's your second choice on guest star? Okay, again, again, I think I'm picking it because of the program more than the actual guest star itself. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I, we are spoilt with them now, but I think a program that you remember the guest star being such a big thing was The Simpsons. Okay. They used to be able to get everybody in it. Like, I think they actually have had everybody in. I think I've guest starred in a few of them. <laughs> but, um, you know, back in its prime, I've chosen a bit of a random one. I could have gone, I think Stephen Hawkins was brilliant. Yes. Stephen Hawkins generally was good as a guest star. Yep. 
But I've gone for, um, do you remember the episode when Dustin Hoffman was in it? Yes. As Mr. Yeah, Bergstein, that's a classic Lisa's episode, yes. substitute teacher. Mrs. Krabappel, you're trying to seduce me. <laughs> well? I'm, I'm sorry, Mrs. Krabappel, you're very nice, but it's the children I love. It's a classic episode, and you know, I know it's The Simpsons, but that is a really good episode, and that's a great use of a guest star. And it's a Lisa episode. Most people skip over a lot of Lisa episodes as well mm. they're not often well as well liked as the uh, Homer or Bart episodes hey Lisa hey Lisa indeed what that's what I've got I, 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 I like it I like it it's it, it is it's actually it's actually a good one and it's it's from a time when Simpsons were still a plus like in quality yeah do you have a favorite guest star in in the Simpsons putting you on the spot um I very nearly, I actually very nearly picked a character more than because I'm not I'm not even sure because I didn't research it. But at, at one point I was like, oh, that might be a good one. Was the episode with Frank Grimes? I can't stand it any longer. This whole plant is insane. Insane, I tell you. It, it, ah, ah. Do you remember Grimes, Grimey? Oh yeah. And just as as a character more than a guest star the voice behind it i i really like that episode and he's only in one episode obviously because of uh, what happens to him at the end he he's doing a lot of real world thinking of like but this is insane <laughs> and then go slowly going mad living in um springfield with you know homer simpson being who he is so i i, I very nearly went for that one and that was character over actor that would have been in my position. Yeah, because he was just voiced by um, Hank Azaria. Okay, so what's your next one? And this one is, again, uh, left of centre. I've gone for two people, Jake Johnson and Kristin Milliati. From Mythic Quest, Episode 5, The Dark Quiet Death. Yes, um, I saw this the other day, yes. This is a new Apple Plus TV show. It's a sitcom based around a game developer that do a MMO, massive multiplayer online game. And then Episode 5, just out of nowhere, A Dark Quiet Death is, in my opinion, and I, I really like it, I've waxed lyrical to Wilkes about this, it's a standalone episode that is... I think it's a beautifully told story about how two people go uh, fall in love and then it just develops really nicely. I think one of the things it does really well in this kind of scenario, it doesn't really villainize either one party. They both have the flaws and they both make bad choices as it goes on and it pulls them apart. But I don't know, it's just a beautiful, in such a short time, to tell a story like that, I, I found it really stuck with me and it made me really like... Um, the series um, so much more and it's a standalone it's those two it's that episode it's been and it's gone and wonderful yeah it's, it's a great it's really good I watched that the other day and really enjoyed it and also the rest of the series after that episode just seems to just step up even though it's got different characters it's a good um, cleanser it's written by the same people as it's always sunny in Philadelphia and their later episodes in the series they sort of have a more standalone episodes where they're just tr playing around with different genres and some of them aren't even a comedy. They're just standalone. Yeah. So, yeah, I really like those sort of episodes. So well done. And it's just, you really feel for both characters. Good choice. Okay, my final choice. I've played it quite safe, but this one is just weird even when I look at it now. Um, I've gone for print in <laughs> New Girl. Okay. Hi. I'm Prince. So what seems to be the problem? Oh, how rude of me. I haven't given you enough time to freak out yet. You may do so now. Yeah, I think people do forget. Like, New Girl started off brilliantly for me. I was a big fan in the first season, mm -hmm. but it started to decline rapidly. Um, this was a little slight rise where Prince just randomly turned up in New Girl. And I think what's surprising about this one is Prince is quite a secretive person, almost too cool for school. And then it just, and New Girl, you know, was didn't feel like it was the coolest program going. And it, just the two of them together just seemed really random. I agree. Modern days, you sort of, you, cameos are happening all over the place. Musicians are popping into programs. You know, Britney Spears in How I Met Your Mother, this sort of, you know, Rihanna pops up in yep. lots of things. But Prince in New Girl, it's just, it's just such a weird mix. Yes. You're, you're right. He he he's, he's notoriously 
someone who doesn't like interviews, notoriously had a whole period of time where he shied away from publicity. It was almost like him coming back a little bit onto the scene. And you're right, and in, in Nougat... <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your final TV guest star? So, my final TV guest star, I have not adhered to your criteria, but to my criteria. My criteria of a guest star, not necessarily cameo. So, in more than one episode, but not enough to be recurring, because it's spread out over multiple seasons. And it's not Brendan Fraser from Scrubs, which is also a very good guest it's not a cameo, though. That's too much of a cameo. Well, my, the, my choice is going to be even more not a cameo in your pick because I've gone for Nicole Sullivan, a.k.a. Jill Tracy, in Scrubs. So you do scary little speeches. How adorable! She appears in six episodes. It's almost okay. like one a se- season, except two in the first. And she plays kooky girl... That just appears to be, you know, starts off as a friend of um, um, Elliot. She just she just pops up every now and then when there's a bit of a lull. But each time, her character's slightly, without even knowing it, getting slightly more tragic until season seven, I think. Part of one of the best episodes, best pair of episodes, where uh, Jill Tracy um, dies. And Dr. Cox uses her um, organs and then... Um, four other patients die. It's a it's a very it's a very good episode from the from the comedy scrubs. From the comedy scrubs. Sorry, I didn't even say scrubs at this point. No, you did. It's just that what you were describing about she dies and then the organs and then they yes, die. Sorry, apologies. From the comedy scrubs. So from the hilarious from scrubs. the hilarious uh, scrubs. Yes. The point is she's not in it enough to become a recurring character. She is in pretty much one episode a season until she dies. Yes, there's a lot of episodes, so it might not be a cameo, but for most of that time, she's such an inconsequential character, just the guest. Oh, it's her again. Oh, it's her again. But you need all that for for it to land and hit home, that episode where she does die. So heartfelt. And it does what the Brendan Fraser character does. But No, I agree. I, I'll let you have that one. I agree. Just because of um, it goes over for seven seasons. You know, that's fine. Yeah. You know, if you look at, look at it as a percentage, she's a guest star. Yeah. You know, more or less once a series. Problem with the Brendan Fraser one is they don't know how many seasons Scrubs was going to go on yeah. for, and he's in what three episodes? Three. Yep. But in the first, in the what in the first ten episodes? So he's two. Yeah, he's two episodes in season one, and then he comes back in season three for the one they talk about. But also differently to the character Jill Tracy, he always took front and center in the plot he was a plot because it's brendan fraser yeah jill tracy was always b or sometimes c plot for whatever else was going on they needed something you know they needed elliot or they needed jd to interact with someone outside of the main because they're focusing on something else main plot she would just fit in that slot pretty nicely okay and i'll go with that that's a good answer yes i think um (laughs) yeah i think um I played it pretty safe with my TV moments. I sort of didn't really think outside the box too much. Um, yours was okay, apart from your massive rant about. Oh, that was, that was movies. We, we, we've moved on to that. Now we're on TVs. Oh yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well, true, um... we're on to music now. Oh, okay. Wow. Moving on to music. Music. This okay. one was, yeah, so I thought this one was a, a lot harder. I, I've been trying to be pretty strict on this. I, when I hear featuring, they need to be, I, they can't be singing along in the chorus and have a verse themselves. They can either have sort of one verse or they're sort of almost just, you know, even less than that. Okay. You know, okay. pure minimum. Yeah. And they've got to sort of do something with it. Um, I'm guessing you don't have this as an answer, but I'm going to give this away. But it's not a good enough song for it to be one of my choices. But a bit like um, "Take That" featuring Lulu, "Relight My Fire." Okay. 
as in that's so she just sort of pops up yeah, around okay. two thirds into the song with a big you know okay and then you know that's how i kind of saw it that was basically i'm looking for songs like that <laughs> although one of my choices isn't like that <laughs> nice like like all of our choices we make a we make a box to yeah. sit in and then occasionally we just go yeah i'm not going to sit in that box anymore <laughs> yeah i've also tried to keep away um, from like the secret cameos where they're like, oh, apparently it's um, Paul McCartney's playing guitar in the background of that song. Interesting. Okay. Although I've still used one that does have an uncredited performer okay. in it, but it's so obvious that you know. Like, yeah, okay. I like, yeah, I feel like I know where you're going. All right. Do, do, do you want to start off your list? Are, 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 you, are you keen to get this list started? Yeah. I'm going to start off with my slightly weird one. The first one I've gone for is Dire Straits, Money for Nothing. <laughs> okay. If you listen to the chorus, you might hear somebody. Dire Straits, yes. Money for Nothing. Uh, and it features Sting. Sting, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Just singing in the chorus. And um, the reason why I think Sting got on board with that was um, there was a slight um, issue, copyright, where it sounds a little bit like Don't Stand So Close to Me. Ah, that's a nice little, that's nice, nice little so bit of clear that, trivia. You know, yeah, and I think he gets a percentage of the... Um, the rights for that song because of it and then um, they also performed at live aid and um so it, it wasn't really a secret collaboration but i think it's just enough of a cameo it, you wouldn't really know that sting was in it although he has very distinctive voice but that's where i'm starting with okay okay makes me question my okay no that is a, that's a perfect cameo um and interestingly not 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 the song i thought you were going to pick for that style of cameo maybe you've got one lined up as well Oh, whether I, I one of my one I Oh I think I think we know where we're going here. Alright, I, I, I will go Yeah, I think I know what you want yeah. you go on your one. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with for you, I think <laughs> you'll know it's probably one of the most obvious ones for my kind of tastes. So that is um, Mystery Jets featuring uh, Laura Marlin, Young Love. Um, it is so shooting in a barrel for me. Um, it's probably it's probably the first thing I thought of in this uh, when we came up with this uh, concept, this one featuring it. Um, it at the time um, really started like Mystery Jets. They had that kind of indie, slightly slightly indie art kind of thing going and this was probably one of their more poppy sounding songs at the time anyway up there and then to have that the second verse just chime in with the dulcet tones of Laura Marlin who's uh, a, a very good singer normally slightly more jazzy very much more art art based jazz based than normal pop Martin loves a female I singer I do loves a singer songwriter don't you you like your Ellie Goldings and I, I, I enjoy Listening to a, 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 the, the female voice, yes. He likes a girl with a guitar. <laughs> All right, that's, you know, it's fine. I, if, did, if, I did think about that one. If you, if you don't know much of Laura Marlin, she's definitely worth uh, checking out. I did think of that one, but I, I, I wasn't sure if she was in it too much. But I, no, she doesn't sing. She sings a bit in the chorus at the end. But yeah, she doesn't. I think that works. Okay, okay. It fits my criteria. Oh, okay, it's a good your criteria. Yeah, it fits good mine. Good choice. Okay, go on. Uh, what have you got? Okay. What, what are you going to surprise My me with? Next one, this will surprise you, but it probably is the answer because I was thinking of all these songs and I was really struggling because um, there's so many songs featuring other people, but they don't quite fit our criteria. But then I thought, what about this one? Young hope, y'all know when the flow is low, Young B and the ROC. Uh oh, OG, big homie, the one and only. Stick bony, but the pockets are fat like Tony. Soprano, the rock handle like Ben X2. So that is Crazy in Love by Beyonce featuring Jay Z. 
And I saw you looking there and you're like, hmm, don't know. But he intros the song and then he has a rap in at the end and he doesn't join in, in the chorus. He's very much just featuring Anna. I do know. Um, it is, that is probably the most classic, not that song, but the style of a featuring that there is. It's With a rap, yeah. rap just in it. Yeah. It is, but it's such a... Um, you know, there's a lot of story behind that song as well, where, do you remember, like, everyone's like, oh, Beyonce and Jay-Z got married, you know, they've always been together, but do you remember when they just kept it secret for ages? Yeah. Yeah, and it was sort of, that song came out, and there was rumours, but no, everyone was denying it. So I thought it was such a big song, and that sort of cemented it. Okay, yeah. Bit of background, and I just thought, oh, that is an answer. Uh, that is an answer. Uh, again, I, it, was, it was more on the nose, because it leads into my my second answer, which I, I thought I was about to get some heavy flack for. Um, but, yes. Just because it's on the nose just means it's right. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, 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 I agree that uh, there are sometimes right answers, and... Um, yeah, um, no, it's it, it's it's good. It is as cameo featured artist would do. You know, if 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 the person's a singer and is a rapper, has a few years, a bit ahs, and then he does a little rap, and then it goes back. You know, it it's it's as it's as as black and white as you can get. Yeah. Well, I could have had black and white. That's got. <laughs> okay, what's your? Is this your last one? No, no, no. It's my second. No. Exactly the same. Featuring. It's all Eminem. Featuring Dido. She sings every chorus. She's singing now. <laughs> but it's not it's it's a rap song, so it's not the it's not the chorus, you know, so it's definitely featuring her. It's not a cameo though, she's singing half of it. Yeah, but it's definitely a because it's not her song. It's but not say, Dido's say song. song. Oh sorry. It's Stan, Eminem. Uh, featuring Dido, which is, I think, also a bit like you with Crazy in Love, is possibly close to the right answer because it's it's such. Uh, it's the wrong answer. Right answer. She's in it's it such. Rap. She sings the whole chorus. But it's a rap song. Yes, if she, if it was a um, if it was, it's like it's like the complete reverse to like the rapper coming in and doing a little rap kind of thing. She's doing the. No, because he only does one rap. That one is like that's almost. Eminem versus it's Dido. It's not Eminem versus Dido. Weird. It's not like... It is because it's taken from a Dido song called Thank You. Yes. And it's... But it's... Fe- that's why it's featuring her vocals for that. But the whole song... It's a bit the like song saying is 90%, the, the so- song is 90% Eminem doing his story. Because his rap bits are long and they're, they're, they're sprawling. It's all, the song is all about Eminem. It's all about Stan. This just adds the bittersweetness to it. This adds the, the feel to it. And it's, it, it is featuring. It is so featuring that it is... Yeah, I, I stand it's by featuring it. featuring too much. No, it's featuring. It's not like they... they it's not like... It's not like a duet. She sings the whole chorus. Yeah, but it's not a duet. It is it's a not duet. a duet. It's not even close to being a duet. You know, a duet would be something like, um, you know, Under Pressure with um, Queen and um, um, David Bowie. That's a duet. That's that's both of their songs put together. That's not a featuring. This is Eminem's song, which he then features Dido on it. If I play Stan now... And skip through it. I'm hitting Dido just as much as I'm hitting Eminem. Oh well, I disagree. I think that is the classic featuring. I think you've fallen for the classic mistake that people make when they try and do a cameo list from you. No, not at all. Not at all. I disagree. <laughs> and my final one, you can't even argue with because it is the perfect example of a cameo. In a song. You got to hold the gift, but do it at the right time. You can be slow or fast, but you must get to the line. They'll always hit you and hurt you. Defend and attack. There's only one way to beat them. Get round the back. Catch me if you can, cause I'm the demon man. And what you're looking at is the master plan. We ain't no who 
is New Order, World in Motion. And the cameo is by John Barnes. Now, this is why this is the perfect answer, is because he's not even a singer. And footballers, when they have to do these songs for the FA Cup or for a World Cup, they usually don't want to get involved in the songs. But John Barnes here doesn't just want to get involved. He wants to have his own rap in it. And he's probably almost as famous from that rap as he is from his playing career. Yes, I agree. I, 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 it, 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 it counts, as I think all of these you know, featured artists count. And I think, um, yeah, that rant is as famous as he ever, maybe not ever, but almost as now, these days, definitely more famous than he was as a footballer. But at the time, I think it was close. More people probably knew him from that. To then. Are you still sulking about Dido? No, no, I still think it's... I definitely still think it's good. I am just probably mixing up my last one. So I'm having a last minute reminding myself. Oh, I've made him change. Last minute change. You probably had Run DMC versus um, Aerosmith. No, no, no. We had that one before. Um, Can I guess what this is going to be? I think you've gone for, or had gone for, David Bowie in Arcade Fire. Absolutely, yes. But yes, it's very much in the vein of Money for Nothing with Sting doing some of the high bits. I yeah. want my MTV. There's a reflector, which is Bowie coming in. It's from one of those tales that they were recording it and Bowie uh, just like showed in. They played him the song. It said it's really good. Uh, you can find you can find this uh, quoted by the, the guys. He said it was if he can't sing on it, he will he will steal the song from them and put it out himself. Was 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 how he forced him forced them to have a little, have him do a little recording, a little sing on it. I just thought, I wish I did this now, but David Bowie could have been all three answers. We could have had David Bowie cameo in Zoolander. Yes. We could have had David Bowie, um, introducing the snowman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And you could have had David Bowie, um, arcade fire reflector. Arcade fire reflector. Absolutely. I'm not sure if he did any other TV shows, but like uh, extras, as yeah, you said, as, as you said before. Um, but you were trying to oh, avoid of extras. Oh, counting extras. He could have been the answer for all of them. Yeah, I, I like um, Bowie and Arcade Fire. I was thinking of going with that one, but I think I just went with Money for Nothing instead, just because did I just be a bit different? But no, good answer. So, what did you bump? Which other ones did you? Okay, have? so I also put myself on a little, little search because I wanted to find something where it was featuring someone else. So initially, my initial thought was I wanted to find something that was a song that featured something like the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, uh, London Philharmonic Orchestra or London Symphony Orchestra, where because they are their own entity and they um, do bits of a yeah. song. I wanted to find something like that. And there's lots of rock songs, but I couldn't find anyone that distinctly or anyone that i liked enough that distinctly said like um led zeppelin Kashmir. there was a live performance with the uh, london symphony orchestra or philharmonic orchestra sorry but there wasn't a recording so i was like oh let's move on from that but on that vein i went down a whole little road and i found one of my favorite songs from the summer of i want to say like 2001 i didn't check the time and it does this very well that it is featuring a singer but the art, the main credited artist is not a singer himself. Oh, Santana. 
So Santana, not singing under that, and it's featuring Rob Thomas, who because no. Santana's not a singer. Santana's a guitarist, and he makes wonderful guitar music. The feature was Rob Thomas, who sings the song. Classic featuring. Even says featuring. Yeah, no, they all say featuring, but that doesn't... Because I wanted something different. I wanted something that wasn't just two singers or someone that crops up and sings a bit. And I thought, oh, that's great, because it's the guitarist. It's San- yeah, but there's loads of that. You could have had anything by David Guetta. Yeah, but, you know, trying to avoid... You could have had anything by Calvin Harris. I was also trying to avoid, even though I went with it with Stan, that I was trying to avoid samples quite uh, as much as I could, but without with with the but I had to mention Stan. Um, yeah, Danger High Voltage um, does not credit Jack White at all. Worst kept secret. Yeah. High voltage. When we touch. When we cheers. Did you have any other ones that you wanted to mention? I almost put, oh, four or five seconds by Kanye West and Rihanna and Paul McCartney. And I was going to put Paul McCartney in it because Kanye West had the arrogance of basically cutting Paul McCartney out. And it's just him playing his guitar and he's made his voice just a robotic voice. Woke up an optimist. Sun was shining, I'm positive. Then I heard you was talking trash. Hold me back, I'm about to spend. You can't even understand that it is Paul McCartney, apart from him being in the video. But but yes, I. Yeah, but um, there's going to be a lot of discussions about this one. I think um, we, I think people are going to say some real obvious ones that we've missed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there's there's going to be so many things that we missed, and I think part part of it also is like. Our tastes in music tend to lead us one way. And I'm sure there are plenty of really nice album tracks because that's what another thing I try to find, but it's really difficult when you it's a needle in the haystack. Have half a memory of certain things that you you hear an album track that you, you know you don't hear as a um as a single quite often. Oh, I just forgot I forgot one that I was gonna go for and I forgot to do oh, what was it? I was gonna go for Perfect Dave, Lou Reed. Charity version in Oh no! Because oh, the children in need. No. Ah, when they had so- everyone's a cameo. I would have vetoed that a bit, like why you, I didn't go for um, Band Aid and stuff, because that doesn't count. That's not the same. They're not. They're, that's that's a diff. That's that's a, that's a compilation. That's something. That's different. So I would have. I would have. Oh, I thought it could have been a good answer. <laughs> Please, I'm um, get in touch on our Twitter to let. Who's right, Martin or Wilkes? Well, like we said, we like to make boxes and we like to break them as we go along. And I, one of my boxes was no samples and I picked Stan. One of Wilkes's uh, boxes was no obvious low-hanging fruit and he picked great, Crazy and Love. So like, we're, all, we're all changing. I didn't have that. That was not one of my We're, we're changing the rules as we if go it's along. It's obvious, then it's good. <laughs> oh, just play us out. Put on the all right, screen. let's sing us Start out. Singing. songs to cater your mood a certain film for how you're feeling what tv shows to suit your attitude situation change what you find appealing so we got together and made a podcast making a list of different things and it's called a playlist for everything a playlist for Play this for everything. A play this for everything.